that a real flower? Yes. Yeah, of course. You never Imagine if it was just in like a pile of dead blue-footed booby birds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit it! They're already dead! <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. I like to ruin That was kind of a bummer. Now we have to start talking about bummer movies. Well, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. You no, said no, it, no, not no, me. I, yeah. I, don't mean, I didn't say no, it. No, I don't mean... No, I don't mean bad movies. I meant like bummer movies. Like, oh, we're talking scary movies now. So like, the oh, mood's the mood's I, just gonna be even more die. evil. It's very somber. Gotcha. Yeah. I kind of interpreted that differently. No. But that, that makes sense because no, this is a Spooktober episode number four. Holy shit! Four episodes in. That usually caps it off for a month because it's usually four weeks in a month. But no, it's Spooktober. There's an additional fifth week, and it'll be a Halloween episode. Uh, so more details on that. If you listen to the end of the episode, we'll reveal what we're talking about for the Halloween exclusive episode of Those Movie Dudes podcast. But this is our last kind of just traditional spooktober where we talk about three horror movies that we've never seen before. Uh, and then after Halloween, we kind of just go back to our you know regular podcast where we kind of talk about a wide range of films. And it's Oscar season, so maybe some uh, little Oscar films from the past might slip in the polls coming up here but uh anyways we had some interesting movies that were voted on in our instagram stories last week uh john what was the movie that won for you well spencer it was a movie from 1974 i I fucking no stop yeah i hated the way you and the way that you were doing like a little like dance i'm I'm excited i'm excited sorry guys okay I under I appreciate the enthusiasm, but can you lead me in again? Easy there. I'm so glad that we don't have video for this episode. Just saying, (laughs) because everyone would be like, (laughs) "Okay, what was Um, that?" (laughs) So yeah, so John, what 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 movie did we have to watch for you this week? Well, thanks for asking. Um, we had. (laughs) It's still bad, but we're we're taking up too much. Anyway, yeah. So all right, just fucking. What are we talking? We're talking about the 1974 one of the original slasher films came out before Friday the 13th. Before Halloween, it's Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Cool. All right. Not white Christmas. Very nice. Not red Christmas. Not white Hanukkah. Black. Not purple Christmas. It's not the color purple. It's not the red shoes. Thank fucking God. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard it's good. I have too. Isn't it Queen Latifah or something? Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Yeah, that's who it is. Oprah Winfrey's in it. Um, We're not talking about that. Um, But okay, all right, interesting Black Christmas. Classic horror film that we've all never seen until now. Uh, Nate, what was the one that we watched for you this week? I I picked a little little French film by a director who did a film that we watched a while back called Wages of Fear. Uh, Mr. Henry George Clouseau. Uh, directed Diabolique, French film, I think from 1956. Yeah, and it's it's kind of got a Hitchcock vibe going on throughout with a bunch of different twists and turns. So does it mean diabolical? I like ways. Is that what it means? Say that. No, it means that. Did you watch it? Yeah. It means the devil. Oh, or the devil said that it popped up. That's what the the title card. Yeah, that's what I said at the beginning. I didn't know. I was like, what? (laughs) And the movie that won for me is a film. That I mainly picked because John hadn't seen it. Uh, I had uh-huh. seen this once. I kind of broke the rules a little bit on myself because uh, I like picking movies that I haven't seen. But I picked Hellraiser, nineteen eighty-seven, oh, yeah. gore fest. I'm um, excited. All right, so Nate, you're excited. Um, that's good to hear. John, yes, down there. Mm. 
Oh, I'm in the middle for You kind of complained in the past that I'd never go to you on uh, what film that you would like to talk about first. Oh, boy. Well, in this case, so I I'm do with have one. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I do have one I would love to get out of the way and never speak of again. Uh, and that is 19... exactly which one that is. A 50-somethings diabolique. I really do try to be accepting, We're going with open arms for all films. The synopsis, the logline for this one, yo, dude, it sounded kind of dope. Even the poster is kind of cool. Nate. Well, hang on there. Hang on I, there, I know, I was, gonna, I was about to pass it off. <laughs> Hi, Nate. <laughs> this is your movie. <laughs> Nate, do you, do, do you object or would you like to take on his, uh, his arguments? I'll take them on. Fucking all right. Head on, I ain't bro. afraid. I ain't afraid. You're no deer in headlights. God damn it. All right. I ain't. A, uh, well, Let's actually, I am, goes. but that's, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, um, well, that's, yeah, you know, we'll I, have I, our I, I tend to be that way sometime, but. All right. We can go for my movie. We'll talk about Diabolique. Thanks, guys. That's what I'm here for, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau from 1955. Cruel and abusive headmaster of a boarding school is murdered by an unlikely duo. His wife and his mistress the women become increasingly unhinged by a series of odd occurrences after the man's corpse mysteriously disappears hitchcocky vibes black and white film in a boarding school i don't know we're coming off wages of fear this is a completely different movie from this guy i hadn't seen a whole lot other than wages of fear so i was actually really excited to go into this one because it had lost multiple times john you wanted to get it out of the way yeah go i'm for trying it. to remember wages go of fear, for it like what that was real quick i that was the truck one where they had to drive all the nitroglycerin up the mountain oh i remember not hating that yeah um, same director okay no. Okay. No, I'm Spencer. <laughs> no, man. I I think the concept's great. I I do. I think it's you know you get you get two women who wouldn't normally work together to uh, take out a common common interest or disinterest in this guy who's kind of a total dick. And from the first like thirty minutes, he's being a, a dick to his wife, a dick to the people who work for him, the children who. You know, or, you know, you think they would look up to the principal of the school. It's total mm-hmm. assholes. So you kind of see what they're going for. Like, we should we should kill this guy. This guy sucks, and we can get a bunch of money out of it, whatever. Once that happens, man, the film just goes off the rails to bore city for me until the last 10 minutes, where I think is where they had the most Hitchcockian vibes going on in terms of the filmmaking, the, the lighting style of these of shadows. And, and then you get a shit ending that was no. not impressive to me at all. Mm. It's, it kind of ah, seemed like a fucking no, cop-out no. to me. That's, this movie went over thank your Thank you, head. Spencer. Thank you. It had to have gone over thank your you. head because this ending is fucking, like, it, it was mind-blowing. It was like, holy stupid. shit. Are you serious? Oh, so what was the no. ending? What was, what, yeah, what was explain the what you thought. What was the ending? So... I don't know. I tuned and out. After, honestly, I tuned go. out after the reveal and didn't care about the slingshot. To be honest, must have because yeah. the ending was awesome. Yeah. I the very the end cool. has like a twist on a twist. It even says that the last title card is like, "Don't spoil the ending to your friends." It was yeah, so funny. It was like, okay. It was like what Psycho um, did. Psycho did the same exact thing. But like Hitchcock did not want people coming in late to the movie. All right. It's so interesting that you guys have said Hitchcockian and like the Hitchcock vibes with this movie because a little fun fact about the movie I'm sure maybe Nate knows this already um but the director beat Hitchcock in uh getting the film rights only by a matter of like hours 
Really? Like they were both competing to like make the same movie, mm-hmm. uh, and Hitchcock missed the ball by, I don't know, a couple hours. And he ended up seeing this movie and becoming a huge fan of it and using similar techniques with Psycho five Sweet. years later. I like um, it. So I like Hitchcock it. was a huge fan of it. So uh, I would say Hitchcock borrowed from this because this does definitely have those same type of like techniques, especially with the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the characters because we'll disagree with John in the matter of I, I was kind of the opposite where like it took maybe 45 minutes to almost an hour for me to finally get into the movie where I'm just like all right what is really happening but the more that happens and the more that was revealed the more I was actually getting into it but it did take a minute because I was kind of like yeah this guy was just a dick and I'm just like are they really gonna do it like are they really gonna you know pull off this scheme i don't know the more that happened and the more kind of twists and turns that were kind of brought on uh the more i was finding myself really getting into it but i do think that it was kind of a slow burn uh leading up to i don't know mid- midway through the there film. wasn't a full hour of the movie where you were just bored out of your fucking mind i was expecting like a not really because a- i was i was actually kind of interested with the characters and seeing what was going to happen I was expecting like a tension-filled Thelma and Louise type of horror film because that's kind of what they're going off through in the beginning where they, they take out this guy and then they want to leave or whatever. I completely tuned out for the entire middle of the film until they came back to the boarding school. It was oh, just well, so I mean, that's pretty crucial. boring, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Then you probably missed out on... Explain to me some something stuff. interesting that happened in the middle of the movie. Well, I th- like, well, before we do that, this movie had a little bit of a flaw that invasion of the body snatchers had was the fact that they kind of showed everything too early like you see the whole act play out in the first 35 40 minutes or so Mm. and then you have another hour and 15 of suspenseful almost finding out type stuff which i can respect but i wish they had stretched out the beginning a little bit more maybe not shown that the husband was such a dick so early on like maybe show him being nice at first and then behind closed doors mm-hmm. doing it so that the students actually like him kind of thing. I just thought the twist on a twist was just really nice and really well done. It was cool. Definitely wasn't ex- I was I definitely wasn't like expecting it to happen. Uh which is always nice cuz it's with we've seen so many movies these days like you can usually see where like certain plots are going to go especially mm-hmm. if they're handled very in like the cliche way and yes yeah, so, like the, when the twists happened and the whole third act reveal was ultimately uh ultimately happened it was it was interesting i just did not expect it to happen even though like i i was more fascinated with like is he still alive like the like kind of like the mystery of that like i think there was one there was one scene when uh she sees him in the picture mm-hmm. like in the window mm-hmm. It was just like I, I don't know. I was fascinated by that kind of stuff. It's like, is it a ghost? Is he actually still alive? Like it was. That's what I was actually mainly interested in. I just don't think it was executed very well. It could have been done in a way more interesting way. There, there were a few of those clues in there, but not enough for me to care if he was alive or dead. And I, I hate to just rip on the movie, but it was just I just was so bored. And I've seen much better movies from this time. You know what I mean? And you're gonna you give me a false ending and then something that's. Well, I mean, it seems like you didn't and then you the get and then you get a reveal. What is, that the, what's the reveal that he the is? Movie. The, what? No, the reveal is that two hours later. Like that's the whole point of the twist. All right, fair enough. I take it. 
take it for what it is. Well, give give your final thoughts there, negative norm. I was just, on the I was just norm. bored, dude. Like I just I just didn't think there was enough there for me to have much interest in a movie that I expected to have a lot more tension and there was one little murder and then it's just kind of meh. It was just very mad to me. And I guess what you're mentioning at the end was that might be mind blowing for some people. For me, it just it didn't change any of the film whatsoever uh it's okay i understand i kind of uh, understand john cena wasn't in it Haley steinfeld wasn't in no, it. I, get I, it I think there's a lot of other um, explanations why some people might not find this movie entertaining but sorry jeff goldblum yeah, one out of five. Oh, ooh, that's harsh spencer you're up yeah i did enjoy it i i thought it was engaging it maybe had some pacing issues it was almost two hours it definitely didn't need to be two hours especially with what the story ultimately ended up being um but regardless i was fascinated by the characters uh, i was interested to see what was going to happen and what the reveals were going to be and yeah that double twist definitely caught me by surprise uh so yeah i mean if you're gonna watch it i would definitely say prepare for like a slow burn uh it's an old movie so you know have your standards at the door and i think you could get some enjoyment out of it uh so i'm gonna go three and a half out of five i did enjoy this movie quite a bit all right i'll, I'll take that since you know johnny boy doesn't like these black and white classics mm. spencer three and a half out of five that's nice i'm gonna give it a four out of five after I sat and thought about it for a little bit and kind of accepted the twist and what the time and like the second and third act was spent kind of giving these little hints and actually seeing the tension build between these two women, these two complete opposites and seeing them try to pull this whole master plan off. Then it just had that creepy ghost vibe of this almost, it wasn't as far as I know haunted, but a creepy boarding school where just footsteps and shadows were all that you could really see yeah it wasn't the like i said the greatest movie but i had a lot of fun with it i liked it more than wages of fear i think now four out of five for me this is definitely one that i would definitely rewatch and buy on criterion because it's on criterion that is where mm-hmm. those movie dudes differ uh, everybody spencer's always in the middle kind of the uh the unbiased no i'm definitely positive with this movie uh yeah you're in the middle though. i wasn't sure at first but uh especially once i understood what was going on i was like oh Okay, and then from then on, like I was honestly, I was in, I was into it. I just think um, all these older movies try to go for these like question, clever though. twists. Did you double feature this last? Yeah, I watch Hellraiser, then I watch this. Oh yeah, like that's huh. that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. For like, if I had watched this, <laughs> yeah, and then Hell, I feel like I would have just had all the energy drained out of me, and I wouldn't have even wanted to watch Hellraiser. So I would have just the watched yeah, them on different. You got to space them out a little I, bit. Yeah, I literally couldn't. But... Today was like the day, and I it, it just it is what well, it is. But well, I don't mind well, since this movie is also fresh in John's mind. We got to keep that mind going. I, I'll get into Hellraiser if you don't mind. If you want to jump into that um, little crazy world, yeah, I'm if jumping. Want, I was gonna say we I'm jumping right into my skin. Like the, kind of like the classic horror. They're like the most well-known mm-hmm. horror, but you know what? Clark I'm not opposed Baca. to either one. Go classic, Black Christmas. I'd make the argument Black Christmas well, is considered more But Hellraiser, I feel like, is definitely more iconic in terms of... This is more cult It's more horror. cult. Very more Thank cult. Thank you. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So what about... I don't know what we just decided um, <laughs> So we decided on... Uh, we're doing Hellraiser. Okay. We're doing Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hellraiser. <laughs> first watched this movie when we all first moved into our first apartment in uh, second year in college... Or no, third year in college. No one was home. Was by myself. It was dark. And Nate had this movie on, I think, DVD. Oh, no, I think, yeah, I think you're going to work. And you're like, VHS? Put this movie oh. on. Just watch it. And I'm like, all right, Hellraiser. Didn't, didn't know anything about it. I put it in. I watched it. Holy shit. 
I was so disturbed. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck did you make me watch when you got back? But anyways, flash forward, uh, I don't know, four, four years later, we're watching it for the podcast, doing a little rewatch, and John hadn't seen it. He missed out, so he had to catch up. It is about a woman who discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him, revitalizes his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic underworld. Quite the logline there. fucking nuts. <laughs> but, uh, Nate, this movie, I'm sure, has a special place in your heart because you had already owned the Blu-ray before I even uh, knew you, or DVD, I'm sorry. DVD. Um, yep. So how was it? Re- how many times have you seen it now? Since I've seen it probably three times. All right, including this. This would be your third time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. So, how was it on your rewatch? I love this movie. It's a fun movie. It was just like I don't know. It had a it had a cheesiness, but like a cool mythicalness to it that just I liked. These really over the top characters kind of helping each other out, and it was it's kind of wacky and goofy. Some of the antics and the dad was just kind of weird, and I loved the. the girl who played the daughter i can't think of her name right now but this was her first role and i thought she did fantastic yeah or or one of her earliest roles um but the special effects in this i thought drove it kind of gross like not a lot of movies that gross but this one just looked like you were watching fish being filleted the whole time Mm. just gross juices coming out of the floor it's coming from the mind of clive barker which is also uh i think this is a lovecraft type or based on something like that um, or it might have just been a Clive Barker this, thing. It is, uh, no, 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 this is all Clive Barker. It's based on a novel that he, I think, was involved with called mm-hmm. The Hellbound Heart. Okay. Uh, but he, no, he wrote, directed, and, uh, I mean, he's very involved with the whole, like, practical effects and mm-hmm. makeup. And, I mean, I think Nightbreed was the other one that we've seen from him. Yep, that's like a um, Lovecraft one, too, I think. It's or not, something this isn't a Lovecraft, Lovecraft story. I well, this might not be, but I think Nightbreed yeah. is. Other ones are probably, yeah. for sure. But yeah, no, it this like cemented uh, Pinhead. He wasn't a super big character, but times that he was in, he was just kind of, you had to like look in his direction. And Doug Bradley, I think the guy's name is who plays him. He was perfect for this. Um, Still, all yeah. the Cenobites, the makeup and everything looked fantastic. And it was just creepy. And by the end, I was rooting for them to show up. I was like, yeah, mm. let's bring them back. I want to see this. I want to see this go down. But yeah, no, I enjoyed this movie more the third time. I finally can put some context to the title Hellraiser because I never really understood why it was called that, but it makes total sense that people are, this guy rose from, well, these demons are rising from hell to kind of get this guy back or because that the MacGuffin of the of the movie, that little puzzle box kind of opens up and summons them, right? It was a really cool concept, kind of having these guys just come back and bring these people down to hell to torture them and whatever that ripped their skin off and shit it was it was disgusting but the practical effects are insanely good i think when it came to doing all the makeup and the costume design really blew me away and it was creepy and and gross and i definitely felt like kind of sick to my stomach at times when they sticking hooks in people's skin and tearing it open and blood and shit i think when you rip people's skin in, in like movies back in the 80s it just doesn't look right Maybe they've been. It looks it like since foam. Then, yeah, it, it, that's the yeah. It looks exactly like uh, prosthetic, so fake. Like, just that particular yeah, thing exactly. when they like say someone's scratching your skin or they stretches. Take a it, it looks bad, yeah. but like 
I can but get even the like campiness rubber. of it is just kind of like Ugh. yeah, it definitely they, because still, they can act, yeah, gives that they can actually put it in really deep, so it has like a natural ow to it. And mixed with like the sound design and like the editing and the camera shots, and it's just, all great. like the blood like, just like spewing out. Like it just it, yeah. yeah, like your imagination can still put it together and mm-hmm. be like, okay, just, this is just gross. knowing how difficult <laughs> that is. Like we've we'd use blood and shorts and stuff before. Like it looks bad. <laughs> like but like this is really <laughs> impressive back in the eighties and like. There, there were some good people working on this movie to make it creepy, and Pinhead is clearly a very iconic figure in horror now. Like, what, he's one of those villains in these movies that like you want to see more of, like like Pennywise, like other other or Michael well, Myers that's or thing. Stuff yeah, like that. he was supposed to be. He was in talks of being in a crossover with Freddy and Jason. That'd be wild. Where Freddy oh, and Jason okay. were both gonna like fight each other, and then they would end up in hell, and Pinhead was supposed to go. Okay, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem? And then there was going to be a crossover. <laughs> of, Sounds horrible. Yeah, that's like, pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been cool. They were going to do... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I think ever Pinhead, he's mm-hmm. very reserved, but he's got he's got a, such a presence to him. Like, a very unsettling presence. He's got his other his henchmen with him that are equally as creepy. Um, but just the way that mm-hmm. he stares at people. It's their designs. And, yeah. All of them are so unique in their designs and, like... It, it took uh, Pinhead six hours, Doug Bradley six hours to get into his uh, prosthetics and stuff. And actually, I was reading a little like trivia stuff. Uh, they did this like post production party, uh, and Doug Bradley went to it, and nobody talked to him, and everyone was like kind of dismissive of him. And he's like, I don't Didn't know who he was. I got along with the crew very well. <laughs> no one knew who he was because no one recognized him without the makeup <laughs> on, funny. which is just a testament of how good the makeup and the practical effects and uh, costumes are in this movie. And the, there's just one scene in particular where like she's running in a hallway mm-hmm. and then at the end of the hallway this like weird like upside down like scorpion s- monster yeah, yeah scorpion thing is it's just like the fat thing is just like like running down Horrifying. the hallway after her like imagine showing that scene to like a 10 year old <laughs> and being like have fun sleeping tonight dude <laughs> i was scared of the movie is, dinosaur i forgot I terrifying. like if i saw that i would oh, not sure, be able to yeah. sleep for months like i I, I forgot that that even happened movie. in the movie. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I thought that happened in the second one. So mm. I saw it happen. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I asked my dad about this. He said yeah, yeah. that he and my mom watched it like on Cape Cod late at night, kind of right around 1986 or 1987, 88, right around October. And he was very we're, scared we're when it came it. out. So, like, yeah. I love that. I wish like, yeah. I wish I could go back and, and see these movies as they were kind of intended back before all these other horror movies came out and but it, it's mm-hmm. it's sure. so I mean, good like it really was very entertaining and extremely well done i love the concepts of, of and this hell. story it's... was fun as well with like her like trying to resurrect this guy mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that part and was just great. like how he needs to like feast on like these bodies and he's slowly like generating his skin back and i mm-hmm. love the effects of that too of him like in like that soup of bleeding through the white shirt yeah and it, just it like almost his, i can almost slowly feel it. coming back and he just looks like one of those like like those guys on those like science class like those muscle people yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that you see when you like studies uh, it reminds me of the uh, outsider the a little bit i know it's, it's like, not oh. the same kind of deal but the fact that he like sure he, he just kind of devours people sucks the life out of them and how many sequels does this have you, uh, yeah and does he show up more yeah, in the sequels? seven seven sequels yeah, maybe wow. more. I know scott derrickson directed one of the sequels and he i've seen the like second Sinister one once okay. um i didn't like it very much but maybe it's because i watched it at like the wrong time because it was just like i felt very bored by it 
but we'll see. I'll definitely. It's called Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. There's ten. There's ten Hellraiser. Lots of them. <laughs> it's Fun fact, real. though, Doug Bradley was in Wrong Turn Five. Fun fact. Oh, is that the one that okay. takes place in the in the icy, like the the snowy place? Because that's the one. That no, I that's enjoyed. that's. Four. No, that's Bloody that's Beginnings. Four. That's the fourth one, yeah. That one's good. Um, yeah. The fifth one is Wrong Turn. Like, I, uh, I can't remember, one. but they're in takes place in like a little tiny jail cell. Oh boy. So Nate, what were uh, what are your final thoughts on Hellraiser? It's a classic of like eighties slasher cult movies. It's just one that's got campy charm that I really enjoy and the gore. Even though it is over the top and kind of unbelievable at some points, it still works to good effect, I think, just because it just kind of embrace how stupid it is. But just the whole thing with summoning demons and creepy monsters and all those Cenobites and, like Spencer said, the whole side story was could have been a movie itself. Definitely had some creepy vibes there, but the whole thing with taking people's skin and, ugh, it's just off-putting to me. But Creepy crawly. They weren't yeah, but though, right? They didn't eat it. No, no, they were just like torturers. Sadistic. But I give this one a four and a half out of five for me. Fantastic movie. Still not quite perfect. I like the whole cube. I want to get one of those replica cubes. You didn't like the third act? It was just kind of a hodgepodge of like really dark scenes running through the house and the random love interest that just was kind of randomly inserted into the movie. That random guy who didn't get killed. I wish he got killed. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. But the performance of the mother, the stepmother was awesome i was like oh my god this woman's creepy okay so four and a half mm-hmm. from uh from nate okay I, uh, john hellraiser I just about where would you give you guys have said i think there's a lot of good things to say about this movie that we've kind of already mentioned but pleasantly surprised i think he's he's definitely an iconic horror movie villain image and i'm not surprised this movie has 10 sequels yeah i was very entertained i i love the concept of this movie these guys raising from hell and taking back their subjects and torturing them and it's disgusting, unsettling, and I thought it was executed very well. So, and even the women in this movie, like the the damsels in distress, they were good. They were like the the daughter mm. was was pretty darn good in the movie. So she was kind of a badass. She was, yeah. At times, she, the, she held her one own. One of the you know? badass women in uh, Sasha movies during the time. Yeah, she was. She's you know, I guess she's kind of a final girl in this one. But yeah, it, it was honestly great. I liked it a lot. So uh, I I'm gonna give this a four out of five. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> great. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. That was a surprise because I'm clocking in at a three and a half. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a rewatch. Uh, and when I first watched it, I gave it a three and a half. And then when I rewatched it, I gave it a three and a half. I would match it. I would keep it the same. It's it's just a very fun, campy horror movie from the 80s that I would highly recommend if you have not seen it. Just because of all the practical effects and the gore. It just makes for such a fun time. It's not a great movie. I totally agree with Nate's opinion on the ending. It's just a little bit too much. It's just like, oh my god, okay. It eases itself into the story um, as you go along. And then at the end, it's just like, okay, here we go. Either way, I still really did enjoy this one. Hellraiser, if you haven't seen it, definitely check this one out. It is on Hulu. So you can stream it on Hulu. And Amazon Prime. Good movie. Oh, fun. I think. Or in my DVD collection. (laughs) And so it's if on you Quibi guys want to watch Voodoo. my personal copy of Hellraiser, I will send it to you. Is it on Blu-ray, though, if or you would... DVD? No, it's only on DVD, but <sighs> some people might appreciate the lower quality for this type of movie. Is that the copy that you watch? It is not. Nate, if they came <laughs> out with... I watched it on Shudder. 
if they came out with a like a value pack, like a like a huge box set of Blu-rays, like all ten Hellraiser movies, would you buy it? Probably. Okay. You did buy all yeah, Friday just for the first so. two. It would be like over. I don't know. It would ten movies. No, it wouldn't. For Blu-ray, the quality. I bet all ten would be like sixty-five, seventy-five, maybe. I and mean, I bet they'd even be like double disked. Like you yeah. put the disc and it's yeah, like they're not going to go all out. I wouldn't say cases. they would do double disc, but you no. like Blu-ray can do two movies on the same disc without having to flip yeah. it. Yeah, they do do that sometimes. But anyways, yeah. that's Hellraiser, yeah. and uh, that brings us to my film of the week, another uh, kind of like, iconic classic slasher movie, which I did not know going into it that this was a slasher movie. I heard the title. And I knew this was kind of a movie that's that around Halloween. This is kind of a movie that people watch. You know what else the director directed? Uh, I I read that it was really nothing of note until it, things became a cult. Like it became cult movies after the fact. Are you kidding? I don't. What, what is it? You didn't even answer what Nate asked. I, you. I did. That was like no, you didn't. You said no. I said. Do you know what else he directed? I don't know the titles of the films now. He directed A Christmas Story. He directed Porky's. Oh. He directed Death Dream. His name is Bob Clark. Story. I hate that movie. Fuck that off. That movie's fucking Fuck awful. Off. Perfect. Misbehave. Red Rider BB gun with a. It's a Red Rider BB gun with a compass on a stock and this thing that tells time. I'll watch, a, I'll watch a, uh, Christmas Vacation a million times over before I watch that piece of shit movie that comes out on TBS every nope. fucking year. Uh, exactly. Porky's, I have not seen either. Watch it, it's funny. Black Christmas from 1974. It is a slasher movie about uh, some sorority sorority girls. Say that five times fast. Sorority girls. Sorority girls, sorority girls, sorority girls, sorority girls, sorority girls. All right, well, maybe I just can't speak English. And they're in their their sorority house over Christmas break, and conflict ensues when there's a mysterious guy calling them and making death threats and doing some weird shit on the phone, and people start dying. So kind of your, your classic Christmas slasher movie. Nate, though, I can't believe you haven't seen this. It's kind of, you've always watched these kind of B-horror slasher movies going on here, and you're surprised you haven't seen this movie. Or you have seen this movie. I have oh, seen this well, movie. <laughs> I thought earlier we were like, yeah, we haven't seen any of these movies, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad you've seen it yet. No, no, I, I have seen this movie. Cool. Indeed. Well, on a rewatch, mm-hmm. I don't know which rewatch this is, how many times you've seen it, but uh, what did you think? This will be my. This was my second oh, time watching this film. Sick. Second time, yes. And this movie is awesome. Oh my god. I think this movie's really, really fun. Just super cheesy, campy fun. I love it when it goes from sorority shots to the outside POV of the person kind of stalking outside the house. It was kind of the Michael Myers POV before POV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it just added this eeriness to it because it it's all like wide angle and whatnot. So it just, it puts you in the point of view of the killer. So you had no idea who it was and you never really do kind of thing it's just this big mystery and it has olivia hussey before she got really big nate because she was in is there anything slasher wise that came out before this that's like noteworthy like late 60s earlier 70s you said this came out in 74 yeah, right very, i guess that would be like pretty darn early texas chainsaw massacre came out this year Psycho. um it came out in 74 Psycho was 1960 yeah and that's yeah that's um the exorcist which isn't really a slasher movie but that came out in 73 last house on the left was 72 is there an it did but this not... definitely was very influential on like like the spawn of all the slash movies that came after this. yeah like, like halloween oh, Friday yeah, 13 like this came out like a couple years after this one yeah so. where and you also had the season, that... the, the season Seasonal uh, horror movie as well, mm-hmm. too. Friday the Thirteenth. 
Halloween. Yeah. Right, right. And it was uh, like, yeah, one yeah. of the first movies to take that concept and just kind of make a little horror movie out of Christmas. Make the holidays and scary. Yeah, absolutely. He did it in a really simple way. He just took a plot that could be very scary. And even the plot is not super similar, but a guy stalking relatively young girls, kind of like he's doing Michael Myers and Halloween kind of thing. So that comparison's always there. The killer in the dark and never knowing who he is, where he is. We never see this guy's face, and turns. Right? Or do we? You see only his eyeball. Because it's... I think. Okay. All right. But there was a point where if we get into spoilers later, I, I thought I knew who it was for a second, but then it solves itself. I want to hear what Spencer yeah. thinks about Black Christmas. I didn't know what to expect with this one, but I did know that this was very highly acclaimed in like the fact that, it, like we said, it's very like influential in the whole slasher genre, of, and it's a kind of considered a classic horror film that I've obviously never seen. So I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. I don't know if it was like the time of day that I watched it, which is very late at night and the mood that I was in, but this movie just... I don't know. It just really worked for me. And I honestly found myself getting genuinely like creeped out at times, mm -hmm. especially with the phone calls. Like those were, those were really just well. unsettling yeah. and weird. Yeah. They, they were executed well. And then in particular though, you guys said the POV shots, but when he's in the attic and he's like kind of with his victims mm -hmm. and he's making these weird noises and he's like rocking them back and forth. It was so unsettling and like, I was so uncomfortable, but like it got under my skin. So like job well done to the movie. Uh, I really did appreciate that aspect that I think Bob Clark, who we've known as like mainly a comedic director, kind of a family friendly at times as well. I mean, he's kind of shown that he can do all genres. He's very universal because as a horror director, he knocks it out of the park. And that's also a testament to the cinematography, how this movie was shot was amazing it was so cool just like the camera work and like some of the scares just with the camera work it, it was so well done yeah i honestly did really enjoy this movie a lot in terms of the camera this work, movie cool. made like hallway shots scarier before the shining did it was those creepy moments of the camera would pan and you would just see the shadow of the guy going up into the attic and It'd then the door just shutting and it yeah. was just like you don't see this guy but because you hear him you know he's just out of view and you think you're gonna see him and then well, he's gone so it's the like... first uh the first victim was uh the girl in her room folding mm -hmm. clothes and the guy in the closet it was so just like because like you definitely saw somebody who was fucking there, but mm -hmm. like you still don't know, and she still is she like thought it was the cat. There's someone for like there. Minutes. What? What? But no, no, no. But she was like, "Who's there?" Like honestly, like she saw somebody, mm -hmm. and he wasn't moving. The fact that he was still there, just, like that, is just so creepy to me. And it just they approached it in such like a very raw, realistic uh, way, where it didn't feel like cheesy or like over the top. Maybe in the style at times, but it was. I thought it was still very, very creepy he, mm -hmm. he's basically and, like uh, the squatter in shocking. the attic right like he's up there and makes his way down or he mm -hmm. lures people up there and he'll kill them suffocate them in any way any way he wants i think the movie was definitely good for its time i, I think that it's it's a slasher movie before slasher movies were really Here a thing go. no i'm not actually gonna knock the film i'm actually not um but i wanted to list off all the horror tropes that i found in this movie 
that are not specific. More They're not actually standards or tropes. It was done. Ooh, with here's the thing: I don't feel like it's fair to do this on a movie that was made in 1974. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's fair to critique so much though about. But I'm I'm like, so, I'm telling you, I'm critiquing this as go a ahead. good thing. Go ahead. I'm telling you, like this is this is entertaining. This is entertainment value for me. Okay, gotcha. this is not a bad okay. thing. I'm just saying the okay. cops are fucking Copy. awful at their jobs, especially the one who takes the calls. <laughs> And they just dismiss just about everything until more people start dying. Felatio. Um <laughs> They don't really show the kills, right? They kind of just like cut away, which is kind of like what Friday the Thirteenth yeah, does. Standard classic movie. I prefer yeah. that too. Yeah, standard, and I don't especially the hook one when he throws the hook and like it's just so implied and it cuts away. The fact that they cut away was even like more gruesome. And they they you cut just back see the body go the up into the attic there and stuff. So like it yeah it, they, exactly. it did the right effect. I think it was going for. Uh, the characters go mm-hmm. into the basements. They go into the attic, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. She didn't listen to the cop who was trying to save her life. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that's kind of. I like, was like, "Come on, really? You just I yeah. need to save my friends." Yeah, exactly. like, but again, it's it's just like stuff like that. Get out of the house. You could make it a negative, upstairs. but it's it's just entertaining for me. And I thought I thought it was executed well. I think the movie did exactly. It what promotes it was going sisterhood. For. I'm gonna go save my friend because this person is just a guy. She can she can build the strength to do it. The girl who played Jess was actually in like the original Romeo and Juliet, and she was in the It miniseries. Oh, Audra. Yep, Audra. Yeah, okay, Audra Denbro. Yep. Um, and also the guy who played Peter is the lead in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Because I was like, I've seen this face before. And also, another Those Movie Dudes podcast uh, episode that we did, Art Hindle makes another appearance. Mm-hmm. He wears that big fucking fur coat in this movie. Oh, uh, okay. Art Hindle, who uh, was in last year's Spooktober. So he's made it into wow. two fucking Spooktobers in Those Movie Dudes. Wow. Do you, do you know what movie uh, he was in that we talked about last year? Uh, Not a clue. Ooh. Was it Haunt? A uh, little movie called... Nope, little movie called The Brood. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in The Brood. Brood. David Cronenberg. Oh, David Cronenberg. What about the guy who was the goalie? He was in Porky's. He was also in The Brood, I believe. Or is that the same guy? I think yeah, that's the same guy. Oh, it is. Okay, that's our handle. Okay, yeah, no, that was I. Every time I saw him, I was like, I know him from somewhere, and then I made the connection. But no, this movie's definitely a classic. uh, Margot Kidder. Yep, she's Uh, in Amityville Horror. Oh, and yeah, obviously John Saxon. Wait, isn't she Dragon Nightmare on Elm Street? Mm -hmm. Isn't she? uh, Yeah, he was the sheriff. The TV show. Linda Carter. It's uh. That might be it. That might be it. Um. Linda but Carter. either way, oh. this this movie is just it had all those creepy little things as well as like the other side plot of the woman whose daughter's missing, and so it added that creepiness to it, knowing that oh, it might not be just one thing, mm. it might not be just one person, so it added that element to it. But the whole twist and kind of the suspense once you figure out what's going on yeah. and the way they cut it like really quick between the cop at this patch and then the girl at the house was really awesome because it just kind of gives you chills once you get that reveal because it was one of the first ones to do it. I honestly was caught by surprise by how much I was enjoying this movie and was caught by surprise by how much I just thought it was well done, uh, especially with the camera work and the performances were believable uh, and how I was even feeling creeped out. was not expecting that. I kind of thought this was just going to be a fun kind of B-movie, like maybe the way Hellraiser was. So I was surprised and this one was really cool and I liked the whole twist ending. Uh, that definitely... And I, this may, Okay, so slight spoilers because I do want 
want to ask this question. It is a discussion. Uh, if you haven't seen Black Christmas, slight spoilers, but whatever. I was thinking that it was Peter. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, I thought it was Peter. Because there was a shot where like the guy was above the girl sleeping, and he was holding the knife, and it was zooming in on the eyes. Yeah. And it looked like Peter. It, it looked legit exactly was like that actor. Peter, right? I, no, that it that no, that's scene, I thought it was. It looked like they showed and, and also, when she's in the basement at the end... And he's looking for her. If he wasn't the killer... Who killed her. In a normal situation, would he really break in through the fucking glass? Yeah, because uh, the front door was locked. He heard her screaming, so okay. he, it, it, since he wasn't oh, the killer, right. he yeah, wanted he to help her. Scream. Okay. Yeah. And, and they lead you into thinking it's him, too, because Jess goes, No, Peter was here during the first phone call, so it couldn't have been him. But Peter was upstairs sleeping. Right, that's what I know. Quote unquote sleeping. Yeah. But then there's a scene where she first figures out where the phone call is coming from. The guy comes running down the stairs and he reaches for her, and you see a green sweater, a green long sleeve sweater. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. Peter instantly. But then the end completely. Either they left him in the basement and he went back up, which I don't think they would do because that's kind of stupid, or. She killed him, and we don't really know who it is. So it, yeah, that's kind of creepy thing too. About the cops <laughs> being really stupid because didn't they search the house at one point, and um, they didn't search the attic and find two corpses, especially the one I did sitting in of front that. of the window that no one saw on a yeah, big, I did busy think of college that. street. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, it's, like, again, like, it's not. A it's a massive house, so it was like. They did have a light on it, but if you look from, like, the street, it would be kind of hard to see. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but they still should have checked. That I agree I can with. suspend disbelief, <laughs> but I was like, you really didn't even check the whole house. <laughs> so, nope. you know, but nope. I'll let oh, well. did you, did Spencer, did you grade it yet? I don't think you did. Why don't we do some final grades I here? I haven't graded yet, buddy. no. I was actually kind of just reading some uh, trivia on, like, if they had figured out who the uh, killer was, but actually it just ended up adding to the cult status of this movie. It's just because it, it brings up the discussion, because if we've all seen it, we can all make the do conclusions because apparently there was also they were even trying to raise suspicion for the audience to think it's Peter by having the, the phone uh, calls. actor who played Billy uh, mm-hmm. overdub some of his lines. <laughs> And so, like, they were just trying to, like, fuck with the audience, and Warner Brothers, like, really wanted a conclusive ending, and Bob Clark, like, refused, was like, no, I want to make it ambiguous, which I really yeah, I respect that a yeah. lot. Um, they were trying to make a sequel, uh, and they even got, like, the some of the main cast to reprise the roles, and it was going to happen in 2006. Wow. Like, long after. Mm-hmm. Bob Clark died in a car accident, um, mm-hmm. and they didn't continue with it, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I found actually pretty interesting was this was going to make its tv debut around the holiday season in 1978 on nbc mm-hmm. um and they canceled it because there was a recent uh sorority murder where like they found really? a couple of sorority girls murdered uh mm-hmm. and that turned out to be a ted bundy murder and so oh, really shit, dude. Yeah, wow. they, uh, nice. they did they did scrap the uh premiere and they ended up doing it in like may and they called it something else. They titled it called, like, Stop Me, which is, like, the original production yeah. title of the movie. That's, now that you um, say so that, Peter facts. did kind of look like Bundy. The long long sleeve sweatshirt, the brown no curly hair, yeah. kind of like the, the, ba- the college bachelor kind of guy. Did you right yeah. in there. That's for sure. But, no, I'm going to give this a four out of five. I really love this movie. Like, I thought this was great. And if I rewatch this, and it's kind of fun because it gives you a reason to be rewatch this twice a year you could rewatch mm-hmm. this on christmas or you could rewatch it on uh spooktober so mm-hmm. um job well done i'm gonna give it a four out of five great film 
Awesome. Ooh, I'm taking that four out of five, and I'm up a little bit. That was my, like, a jack of a car. I'm jacking mm-hmm. it up. I'm jacking it up to a four and a half out of five. Uh, this movie's a classic. Uh, Bob Clark just can knock it out of the park because I love Porky's. I love A Christmas Story. He also did a movie called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, uh, Death Dream. This movie, of course, Black Christmas. And I just, he's like one of the unsung kings of cult cinema. Because all of those movies have like major cult followings in one way or another. I would always watch 24 hours of a, of, uh, a Christmas Story. Every Christmas, no questions asked. I've seen that movie probably more than any movie, realistically, cr- by really? the numbers. Really? A Christmas Story? Um, talking about, or are we talking about Black Christmas still? Yeah. A Christmas Dude, Story. Why? Why? Um, but, like, just because it's a staple. It's just childhood okay, thing. You enough, stick with enough. it. It sticks That's me, to you. But it, it's but I watched Christmas that for vacation. the first time two years, uh, yeah, two years ago. Two Christmases ago. I'm, I want to come down and watch it with you guys, because... <laughs> We're all going to watch A Christmas Story together. Yeah, <laughs> Let's Only do if it. we can watch Elf right after. And Christmas Vacation. We have I'm to watch in. Christmas Vacation. And then the new tradition of Klaus. That is a fucking incredible Oh, okay. Film. Not gonna lie. I'm down with Klaus, yeah, dude. That's Klaus. a great, great Klaus. movie. Underrated. I give that a... F- and we could even watch The Iron Giant if we want. Like, it's in Maine Ooh. and there's snow and stuff. So then we, we can, can watch Misery. Because I've never seen Misery. <laughs> and Spooktober. I was waiting yeah. for you to pick it this Spooktober, but I guess annual number three. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick it in like five, six weeks down the road, and it's fine. But anyway, hint, hint, strong my hint. final thoughts on Black Christmas. It was it was just really fun. You know, they're, they're, the horror tropes in here is something I appreciate. I'm glad I went for that stuff, even though it, it wasn't a thing yet. Um, it was just executed very well. It had these creepy vibes. I think it was shot well. And the acting was actually not bad for a movie uh, like this. The only thing is the killer isn't iconic, but he is mysterious. You know what I mean? Like, he, you don't really know what's going on with him. And he's just chilling up in the attic, you know? Just taking time out of his day to murder we've all done that before so good for him everybody's Mm -hmm. got their thing uh but i would give this actually i don't think i can quite get it to a four i think i'm gonna go three and a half (laughs) nate's face just changed so much (laughs) i think it's three and a half i think it's definitely entertaining it's a lot of fun but i don't think it's like it's i wouldn't say it's great you know what i mean like i would say four is a great movie i don't think it's quite there but i think this is one you you can watch a couple times over and appreciate it so the fun is not over because we do have uh next saturday is the last day of spooktober it is the devil's day it is halloween so we are going to do a little little something different uh there's going to be no polls this week so don't bother going to our stories unless you're looking for some fun those movie dudes content um, but we're going to be covering a certain franchise. If you're a fan of Halloween, you might already know what franchise this is. It's got a lot of movies. It's iconic. It's Halloween, though. You know, everyone's talked about it. It is the Evil Dead franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm very ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Switch. I'm you ready. Yeah, Halloween John even kind of spoiled. Like, why do you keep saying Halloween? People are going to think it's Halloween, and it kept bothering me. I'm sorry. I know, but well, that's it's the coming point. out on Halloween. Like, that's that's the I know, point. but what if the Saturday. whole podcast, yeah. you're, podcast you were waiting, and you were like, it's going to be Halloween, right? And then it's Evil Dead. What if you don't like Evil Dead? Well, then you just listen well, to the whole bad. podcast for nothing. It's our podcast. Because I've only seen the original Evil, Evil Dead once, and that was back in like 2013. It's been a long time. I've seen parts of the second one. I haven't seen Army of Darkness, and I haven't seen the remake since theaters. So 
I'm due for some uh, some Evil Dead franchise because it'll be new to me, and uh, I'm excited to talk Anyone about it. It's 4K iconic. 4K Blu-ray, so that's exciting for you. I've buddy. seen them all. I do. I have Evil Dead 1 and 2 on 4K, so we'll do a little double feature tomorrow Yo, morning. Do I have, Looking forward I remember, to it. I think I bought the remake. Do you have the remake? You probably did. I, I do. must have I, it. I don't know. Oh, I it. hope I have it. I'm going to have to check tonight. So yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it. We're going to be talking about the Evil Dead 1, the Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and we're going to cap it off with the remake. Going to revisit the remake as well. So uh, if that sounds interesting to you, come back next Halloween. Stay tuned to the podcast feed. Look out for the Evil Dead franchise on Halloween. And go to our Instagram because there might be some little uh, teasers, little uh, maybe some actual video Maybe some uh, some pictures, you know, some spooky, spooky, some actual effort spooky stuff. That's possible. Some spooky, spooky, oh, you're saying that my thumbnails that I work um, on aren't full of effort? Okay. No comment. But yeah, no. Uh, hopefully, you guys come back and listen to that because uh, looking forward to talking about the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, or not. It's and fine. if you guys are into something Whatever. not so spooky, maybe a little comical and funny, check out Mainstream Boy Don't coming out it. this Monday, no. where me, Spencer, no. and a new guest who actually does all of our music. Pete, X-Flip, Pistol Pete on the Beat, is going to join us for Borat Subsequential Movie. Oh, God. <laughs> subsequential movie Movie film. film. Yeah, yeah right. my bad. That's my, my mistake. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm so excited. Fun. Oh, my God. Episode 15, guys. Um, Let's yeah. go. And, uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. Uh, doodle-doo. Nate, anything you want to say? You're nah, welcome to join for that, by the way, if you want to. <laughs> I didn't even watch the first Borat. Whoa! So yeah, not interested. Kind of for me, so. Not interested. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. I'm all um, set on that. All right. Well, then just make sure you uh, follow us uh, at those movie dudes on Instagram. Uh, pay attention to our stories. Follow us Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher for all you app or Android okay, users. You so much i know i hate myself too well i hate myself Um, and without further ado since he is coming on the podcast for borat 2 uh let's debut an exclusive song from x flip pistol pete on the beat here is get some toodles